going on, family? Happy Thursday. Welcome to another edition of The Faction. I'm your man, Gerard Bonner. I hope you are doing well. I hope you've been enjoying what has been a monumental week in the world of pro wrestling. And it has certainly been our pleasure to bring you a ton of news. So if you're following us on the socials, thank you so much at The Faction Show. And if you are subscribed to our podcast, another massive thank you to you. And of course, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for your continued support. And if you're brand new to the faction and you found us from a variety of ways, thank you so much. Do me a favor. Leave a comment for us wherever it is you're listening to us, Spotify, Apple, Google, All of those comments really do matter, and they allow others to experience what you're experiencing here at The Faction. In addition, would you share this podcast with three of your wrestling friends? I know you have at least three friends in your group chat that you talk to regularly about wrestling. Go ahead and let them know about this podcast as well. I promise you there's enough of us to go around. So, heads up, today's show is going to Focus quite a bit on last night's episode of AEW Dynamite. If you've not watched it and you don't want any spoilers, then you may want to press pause, watch the show, and then come back and check out this podcast. Now, there is some other news that we will be talking about, so you want to also stay tuned and stay connected to that. But we're going to do a deep dive on AEW Dynamite. Now, we don't always do deep dives on Dynamites and Raws and Smackdowns. We like to hit you with the high notes. However, after all that's been going on in AEW, a lot of people were tuned in, obviously, to see what would Tony Khan say? What would the state of AEW be? So let's kind of get you up to speed. Now, if you've been listening to our show all week long, we've been telling you a lot of things that are going on. Well, listen, yesterday was such a news heavy day that when we dropped the podcast, there were still several news items that were developing even after the podcast was released. So we'll try to get you updated on where everything is leading into Dynamite. So here's what we knew going into Dynamite. We knew that there were going to be suspensions, and we told you about the suspensions yesterday, which encompassed about eight people or so, including Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Michael Nakazawa, Christopher Daniels, Pat Buck, and also Ace Steel and CM Punk. It was also reported that it was possible that Punk and Steel could be fired as recently as last night. So a lot of questions were coming in. What would be the future of them? We also found out coming into Dynamite that Tony Khan would be addressing the future of the AEW World Championship and the AEW Trios Championships. So there was a lot of intrigue about what would happen. Let me start by saying this. It was very, very clear from the opening of the show until the closing of the show that, first of all, someone who had great respect in AEW talked to the talent. Now, how do you say that and why do you say that? Well, I say that for a few reasons, because the tenor and tone of this show was much, much different than what we have seen in previous Dynamites and certainly in what we saw from All Out. You didn't have a lot of people going off the rails. You didn't have a lot of super crazy things happening. And there was no mention, no reference at all to the media scrum and to the fight that happened at all. 
Now, I'll give you a couple of my thoughts and then I'll share some reports with you as well. Well, let me start backwards and say this. So there was a talent meeting. It's being reported that there was a talent meeting before the show. And leading that talent meeting was Brian Danielson, John Moxley, and Chris Jericho. Now, I'm going to say this. That was probably the smartest move that could happen. It was very evident from the media scrum and the like that Tony Khan does not have the kind of respect to be able to rally the troops. For instance, and this is not a knock, but it's not like a Paul Heyman in ECW. It's not like a Vince McMahon in WWE. It's not like a Triple H in NXT. Those guys are able to rally the troops and get people fired up for a great show. And in places of conflict and turmoil, they're able to really kind of right the ship. Who in AEW could do that? Tony Khan could not. Considering the media scrum and the things that happened, it was very evident that Tony Khan did not have control of that situation. So it was super important that those three veterans, and I'm going to go on and say this. Now, I don't have any confirmed reports for this, but I'm just going to tell you what I observed. What I observed is this. There was one very interesting voice and personality that was missing from Dynamite. This person was not suspended, but I believe this person is a voice of reason and a necessary voice in AEW, and that is Jim Ross. You normally see Jim Ross on Dynamite, on Rampage, even if he comes out only for the second hour. He was not present on camera at all, and I believe that that was because he was also backstage providing leadership, not just during that talent meeting, but afterwards, making sure this thing was going to roll right. Because what we're dealing with here is a legal issue. And so you cannot afford to have people slip up. This is also arguably the biggest crisis in the history of AEW. And so how they handled this was going to be of extreme importance. Let me tell you what else I observed. I observed that it was very clear that not only was there a talent meeting that happened, but it's very clear that somebody was serving as the Olivia Pope of AEW last night. Now, if you're unfamiliar with who Olivia Pope is, there was an amazing show called Scandal, which was on for about six seasons, if my memory serves me correctly. On ABC, it was the flagship of TGIT. It was amazing. It was incredible. And Olivia Pope basically was a fixer, a fixer for people in politics, a person who could make things go away or a person that could really help you navigate some challenging press spaces. So I totally believe that there was an Olivia Pope that guided AEW through last night. Let me give you evidence point number one. Evidence point number one is the commentary team, when they come on, they don't make any reference to the craziness that happened after All Out. The first reference to All Out that is made is how All Out ended on camera, which was the return of MJF. So they immediately cut to that and they show the happenings with all of that. Then they come back and before they welcome MJF, they then cut to Tony Khan, who is going to talk about the future of the AEW world title and the AEW trios title. Evidence point number two, that there was a Olivia Pope involved in this. Tony Khan did his promo 
from backstage. Now, you have to follow Tony Khan to know that Tony Khan literally does nothing on camera backstage. When Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor, he announced it in front of the crowd. If you've ever attended a Dynamite or a Dynamite and Rampage taping, you know Tony Khan is going to show up multiple times during the night because he loves being in front of the people. When I went to Dynamite uh, several months back, I'll clearly remember how when the show was over, after appearing four times, Tony Khan came back out to say thank you and then went and greeted almost every fan in that building who had not left the building yet. Tony Khan loves being in front of the people. So Tony Khan's decision not to be in front of the people and to read a prepared statement said to me a few things. Number one, they did not want this to go off the rails. They did not want Tony Khan to get excited and moved by the crowd and say things he did not need to say. And this happening backstage, I would even argue, and I'm just, again, making a production assumption here, that the statement was pre-recorded. And so, with that said, it was a smart move. Now, what was said in this? Well, we learn one thing. The names of CM Punk, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega were never mentioned on this broadcast, not by anyone. No one slipped up, which is again why I say there was an Olivia Pope involved. There were no references to them. It was almost as though they did not exist. And it's believed that there were legal issues surrounding that as to why they can't talk about that. Again, I think the discipline that was displayed was a direct result of that talent meeting that happened, the veterans stepping up, and whoever the Olivia Pope was in AEW last night. So what did we learn from this statement? Number one, that the names of Punk, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega were not mentioned. Number two, we learned that the AEW world title and the AEW trios titles were vacated. Now, that's an important term because we have not heard that term in the history of AEW. What AEW has traditionally done, and Tony Khan has been at the head of this, is anyone who needed to step away from AEW for injury, for personal development, what have you, they were never stripped of the titles. They were never allowed to vacate the titles. Instead, we had an interim champion crown, or as I've been calling it lately, a substitute teacher. The substitute teacher comes in, works for said period of time, and then ends up having a match with the teacher to determine who's gonna be the real teacher of the class, right? So as comedic as that sounds, it also got a bit out of hand with all of the interim champions. As of right now, we've got an interim women's world champion. We just finished having an interim world champion on the male side of things. So that would mean, in theory, that we'd have an interim trios champ and another interim world champion. That did not happen. Instead, it was said that the titles were vacated. That language is extremely important because not only does it say that we don't have interim champions, it also says that whenever and if ever the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, CM Punk return, they will not return with the titles that they held. That is major because that again has never happened in the history of AEW. 
we also learned, number one, that the trios championship would be determined that night in a match between Death Triangle and the best friends in Orange Cassidy. Kudos to AEW. Why am I giving them kudos? Because they did not wait on this particular scenario. They already had a trios match happening. This match makes sense, and it's the match that kicks off Dynamite. Very smart move. We also then learn that there will be a tournament of champions to determine the new AEW world champion. Again, notice the word interim is not used. No more substitute teachers. And this situation speaks to the severity, I believe, of what happened involving Punk and the Elite. So we find out that it would be a tournament of champions that would begin at Dynamite. And this tournament of champions all features former champions from AEW. Now, here's where things get a little interesting to me. When it came to the mentions of the world champions that are involved, which was Brian Danielson, Hangman Page, Chris Jericho, and John Moxley, it's very interesting to note that for Moxley, Danielson, and Jericho, their previous world title reigns, which obviously were in WWE, were all included and they were considered to be multi-time world champions. For instance, John Moxley was called a three-time world champion. Now, where this got a little hairy is John Moxley, which we'll talk about a little bit later, when in the ring holds up the three, stating that he's going to be a three-time AEW world champion. Well, they've already announced you as a three-time world champion, so the three seems a little weird, right? I'm not gonna bust anybody over that. But it's just interesting. So Brian Danielson is referenced as a five-time world champion or a six-time world champion, right? None of those world titles have been won in AEW. Then you got Chris Jericho being referenced as a seven-time world champion. Again, only one of those championships was in AEW. Personally, I don't think they needed to do that. I think you need to just focus on the AEW World Championship. All of them would have qualified to be in this tournament of champions because they're former AEW World Champions. So with that said, I also think that it becomes a wee bit disingenuous and it lacks a bit of continuity for you to now suddenly include the history from WWE for all of these champions when you've never included that before and you just made a big deal on Sunday night about WWE's quote-unquote tampering, about WWE's competition and then putting two pay-per-views the same weekend as All Out. So like you can't have it both ways, right? And perhaps the inclusion of the WWE history for these champions is the result of conversations Olivia Pope dare I say Jim Ross and others saying okay let's do this all right last but not least from the announcement what we gather oh let me mention this hangman page hangman page is included in the tournament and would be involved in the first tournament match of the night where he takes on Brian Danielson which is a rematch of their previous two bouts when Hangman was the world champion. So here's how things go relative to Adam Page. We mentioned this yesterday, but it's worth mentioning again. Hangman Adam Page, who was the subject, and many would argue the catalyst for this powder keg 
unleashed by CM Punk at the media scrum, Page did not get suspended in all this. And part of the reason why is because he had left the building before any of this stuff went down. So he ended up being safe. But the question is, would he really be safe in the tournament? Would Adam Page get the opportunity to become AEW world champion with a big win? Last thing I'll mention before we take a quick break in talking about Dynamite is that we discovered that the AEW World Championship Finals would take place at their massive show happening in two weeks in New York City at the Arthur Ashe Center, which is a great place to have a championship determined. We also found out some things about the tag titles, which we'll talk about in a bit. But all in all, I thought this announcement from Tony Khan was the move that needed to happen. He needed to be able to show that he's still leading the ship, that we weren't going to go the interim route and get another substitute teacher, and that he was taking the title situation seriously. But more important, that he was helping to refocus the narrative and the attention of our fans and of the wrestlers to what AEW is supposed to be about, which is great professional wrestling that's all a look at the announcement from tony khan when we come back we're going to talk about some of the items from dynamite that may have supported this particular narrative and that could show the future direction of aew attention wrestling fans join us friday september 9th for the final stop on the road to our anniversary show it's shw 43 dishonor both the Southern Honor and Southern Fried Tag Team titles will be on the line as All-Star Special battles Happy Madness in a winner-take-all bunkhouse brawl match. AC Mack defends his IWTV World Championship against Kyle Matthews. Former SHW champion Owen Knight goes one-on-one with Bad News and Tattoos' Carly Bravo. And in our main event, Gunnar Miller and the Bloodbath Behemoth Tank team together for the first time ever to take on Contra members Cruel and Joe Black. Also in action, Chip Day, Adam Jacobs, the Priest of Punishment, Judas, and more. Tickets go on sale at the door the night of the show starting at 5 p.m. Doors open at 7, bell time at 8. Don't miss the last stop before still here for SHW, an experience like no other. District presents Championship Wrestling Sunday, September 18th with matches such as Carly Bravo versus Anthony Agogo. Top Team takes on Exotic Youth. The Business with Jersey Mike versus the Nasty Team with Nasty Leroy. Shoot Taylor takes on Dylan Lesson. Hyena Hura versus Kaya Dream. Barry Morales and Hayden Backlund take on Dave Stage and Trip Jordy. Dudes and Kimonos versus Fodder and August Artois. Angelica Risk versus Kayla Rossi with Diamond Sheep. Parker Lee takes on Khan. Ernest the Cat Miller versus the bartender Victor Raw. Diamond Sheik and Jameson Ryan versus Luther and Hunter Knott. Championship Wrestling in Atlanta, Georgia, Sunday, September 18th. Get your tickets now. It's me, DDP, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three time, three time, three time world champion and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. You're listening to the faction. On Bonafide Radio. And that's not a bad thing. That, my friend, is a good thing. 
All right, guys, thank you for rocking with us during this deep dive of AEW Dynamite from last night. If you missed the show, you'll definitely want to go back and check it out. Now, what I won't do is give you all of the results, though some of the results are worth talking about. But I do want to talk about some of the significant moments that happened, because, again, if you were watching Dynamite, you became very interested in what, if anything, anyone would say addressing all out the media scrum and the issues that have been going on in AEW. So following Tony Khan's announcement, MJF gets a live mic. And I think everybody was waiting to hear what MJF would have to say. So we weren't fully sure what was going on because MJF cut one of the best babyface promos we'd ever seen. And it lended itself to ask the question, is this the new direction for MJF? What's really going on here? Because all the spaces we might have expected him to turn and be MJF, he did not. Well, John Moxley came out. Now, John Moxley was not originally scheduled to be at Dynamite last night. In fact, he was going to actually take some time off. But with your world champion, trios champion, and many members of the elite suspended, yeah, there was a need for John Moxley. So Moxley shows up. Moxley comes in, and when he comes in, he tells MJF that he's basically full of it. MJF then responds in MJF fashion, and MJF does what we expected MJF to do. MJF made several references to the WWE, cited the game, Triple H, as his favorite wrestler, and he would do things that are best for business, and he said he could take the world title over to a real wrestling company, and hang with his friend, the American codester, Cody Rhodes. So this all got very, very interesting, very, very quick. And then John Moxley slaps the mic out of his hand, tells him that this is not the time nor the place for this. It looks like they could get into a fight and MJF retreats, heads out of the ring. Then Moxley cuts perhaps the most passionate promo I've ever heard him cut. It's very clear that he cares about AEW, and I think he established himself as one of the real locker room leaders based on that promo. And when you then understand that now he was helping to lead the talent meeting, it really just makes his promo make even more sense. He wants to protect AEW. He wants to protect the future of this company. And again, I'm going to share that same sentiment. We don't want to return to a pro wrestling industry that only has one major company. We need multiple places for people to be able to eat, to work, and to display their talent. And because John Moxley cut such a great promo last night, it says it's clear Moxley is one of the leaders in AEW. So then we'd have a trios title match and the trios title would be won by Death Triangle. A great move, a fantastic match and a great way to keep things moving with the trios championships. Again, no mention of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. There was brief mention of the tournament itself. There was a mention about the tournament final, but no mention to the previous champions. Then we have an interview in the backstage area from Chris Jericho, where Jericho then reiterates that, quote, this is my locker room. I'm the locker room leader. And again, cut a promo that really gave his perspective very briefly and very veiled on how to care for AEW and how to care for the locker room. So it became very clear who the locker room leaders were.
The other thing I really liked about Dynamite is they put the focus where the focus really should be on wrestling in the ring. It was not a night filled with a ton of promos. It was a night filled with great wrestling. Two other things that I want, well, three other quick things I want to mention before we leave that. One is the other thing that people wondered was, would we get the acclaimed out there with Max Caster and a mic in his hand? Well, we did. However, before we could get the first lyric out for a rap, it was interrupted by Swerve, Swerve Strickland, one half of the tag team champions. Conspicuous by his absence was Keith Lee. But with that said, it became very clear that perhaps they're turning Swerve in our glory heel or at least heal for their dealings with the acclaimed, where we would then learn that the rematch for Swerve in Our Glory and the acclaimed will happen in two weeks' time at the Arthur Ashe Stadium with that episode of Dynamite. So needless to say, they are packing that episode of Dynamite with some huge matches. So the tag titles will be on the line, the world championship will be defended, and definitely seems like the acclaimed is on a massive roll right now, and that's what you want. But the idea of teasing a Max Caster rap with no rap said again, they were staying focused. They were staying focused. They were not going to give anybody an opportunity to take this show off of the rails. And again, I say it was a show filled with great wrestling. Brian Danielson defeats Hangman Page to advance in the tournament for the world championship. And this here is where I also believe we get to see what happens to Hangman Page. So Hangman Page did not get suspended. But Hangman Page losing this match, not being in the world title picture, I view in the same way as Triple H getting punishment for the curtain call that happened back in 96. And if you're unfamiliar with that, the curtain call was a moment where Scott Hall and Kevin Nash were leaving WWE. It's been all over the place. They were in Madison Square Garden. There was a match with Kevin Nash against Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels wins the match. They're in a steel cage. Then at the end, all four members of the clique, Nash, Hall, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H, come to the ring, hug each other. Many thought that that destroyed the business. It certainly changed the way we looked at things with bad guys and good guys. And at the time, Nash and Hall couldn't be punished because they were on the way to WCW. Shawn Michaels couldn't be punished because he was the world champion. So Triple H took the brunt of it. I think that loss last night by Hangman Page is a piece of his punishment. And we might be seeing more of that in the days and weeks to come. And so I don't think he has fully escaped scot-free. And I think things are going to get very, very interesting in AEW. One of the other things we saw last night was a new pure champion from Ring of Honor as Daniel Garcia defeated Wheeler Utah to become the Ring of Honor Pure Champion. Congratulations to him. And it capped off what I felt like was a great night of wrestling. The commentary was extremely professional. I am loving more and more seeing Taz in that spot. He is adding so much. So great job from the commentary team who are all experienced in this game, experienced enough to be able to say the right things and make the right moves to keep us focused on wrestling and not 
on the outside activity. Shout out to Caprice Coleman, who helped to call the main event. Big fan of his. Love him. Great guy. Great friend and great friend of the show. And so we'll continue to see more of AEW on Rampage this week as they continue the world title tournament. And there's a Ring of Honor world title match with Dax Harwood getting an opportunity to become the world champion, taking on Claudio Castagnoli. Now, there's actually some other news to talk about, and I'll do it as briefly as I can. It is connected to AEW. Christian Cage, we did find this out last night, that he's going to be out for an extended period of time. He will be having surgery on his arm. It's one of the reasons why that match was so short. Sunday night it all out and if you noticed he was wearing an arm brace and so yeah that's a thing for sure it looks like he will be out anywhere between six to nine months as it's believed that he has a torn tricep injury ironically CM Punk also suffered what is believed to be a torn triceps injury at all out so CM Punk is believed to be out anywhere from six to nine months as well so whether he's suspended or fired he's not going to be wrestling anytime soon since he is out for injury two other pieces of AEW related news Malachi Black has been granted a quote highly conditional release from AEW now there was news that he had requested his release then that news said no that things were smoothed over but now we find that yeah it's a done deal he has gone from AEW and perhaps the real sign of that was Sunday night when he lost the match as part of the House of Black he apparently had a session where he hugged the members of the House of Black He bid adieu to the crowd, blowing kisses, waving, and so many recognized he was going to be gone for quite some time. Interestingly enough, that was mentioned at the media scrum where Tony Khan said, I have no comment on that. And so that must speak to the release. And so this is very, very interesting to see what happens, considering that Malachi Black still has three to four years left on his contract. So what will happen Obviously, it'll be the next couple of months before we see. We'll find out whether or not there really was a non-compete, how long that non-compete is, if Malachi Black will end up wrestling again or not. So that is all still to be determined. One of the other reports that came out yesterday was that Thunder Rosa had requested her release from AEW. That report was mentioned by ringsidenews.com. But then it's also interesting to note that shortly after they tweeted that, Thunder Rosa's husband responded saying, where do you guys get that stuff from? So indeed, Thunder Rosa has not requested her release, but we'll all find out in the days and weeks to come. Interestingly enough, Thunder Rosa is out on injury right now and is still the AEW Women's World Champion, while Tony Storm won a fatal four-way over the weekend at All Out to become the interim Women's World Champion. All right, that's a lot of news, and believe it or not, it was all connected to AEW. Now, tomorrow night, SHW 43 Dishonor takes place. I'm looking forward to being there, doing commentary there. You can also check out my work on commentary at Championship District Wrestling, whose next show is September the 18th. If you've missed that show, you can certainly go back and check out 
the debut show on the YouTube page for Championship District Wrestling. And then September the 25th, Battle Slam goes down and some major Battle Slam news as Battle Slam will crown its first world champion on September the 25th, an eight-man tournament which will now include Little Scrappy. Yes, Little Scrappy is back in Battle Slam and he will be in the tournament. We don't know who he will face yet, but it is interesting to note that his previous opponent that he defeated, Baron Black, is also currently in the tournament. So this will be an intriguing night, September the 25th, as we get to crown a brand new world champion and just announced Chris Bay. Former X Division champion and current member of the Bullet Club will take on Khan for the very first time. And this is going to be an absolutely epic match that's going to be happening at Battle Slam. So you may want to get to Atlanta for Battle Slam on September the 25th. All right, we're going to get out of here. Thank you for rocking with us with this extended show. Thank you guys for all of the feedback that you've been giving to us as well over the shows that we've been sharing and the content we've been releasing. Those things mean the world to us. So until next time, family, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. I am Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. I need my people here